SBR, the people's pod, giving you unfiltered, unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff. He's Joe. Welcome back, everyone. What's up, everybody? We are back. The All-Star game is done. Joe, did you love All-Star Weekend? Um, eh, There were good parts and bad parts. I'll say that. There were good parts and bad parts. It parts ended on a high note. Ended on a high note, for sure. Ended on a high note. Uh, we'll have to talk about the rest. This is an all-star all weekend edition of our pod. So let's get started with our first game. We're going cringy or bingy. We're bringing cringy it back, folks. All-star game edition. If you haven't heard what cringy or bingy is, we look at a topic and we ask if it's a cringy thing or if it's a really bingy thing that you want to yes. see. It's pretty Some, self-explanatory. Basically something that makes you want to cringe or something that you want to see more of. All right, we got to start. Joe, for the beginning of the All-Star weekend, the celebrity game. Joe, is it cringy or bingy? Cliff, everyone on planet Earth knows <laughs> this is cringy. <laughs> nobody wants to see nobody wants to see this. Why do they keep doing this? Why is this still going on? Who was who was even in the game, Cliff? I did catch a little bit of it, but who was in the game? Tell the people. I know nobody watched it out there. Let's just tell them who was in the game. All right, let me read you a really quick rundown because there's a lot of people. Common, Bad Bunny, Hannibal Burris, Kane Brown, John Batiste, Alex Moffat, Chef Jose Andres, Famous <laughs> Los, Jadena, Chelsea Gray, Quentin Richardson. That's Team Wilbon. <laughs> That's right. Michael Wilbot is the coach. Oh, Team Stephen A, Chance the Rapper, Quavo, Taylor Bennett, LaRoyce Hawkins, Anthony Spice Adams, Mark Lesray, Ronnie 2K, Caitlin Ohashi, Lil Ray Howry, Ajay Wilson, Darius Miles. <laughs> Joe, I have one question for you. Why? Just <laughs> why? Why do they do this? So, okay. Why? This is what I think, all right? <laughs> Celebrity All-Star Game, it's kind of like Joey. <laughs> Joey from Friends? Joey, the spin-off TV show. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that spun out of Friends. Because here's the thing. It's like one of those things, right? And do we love the NBA? Sure, we love the NBA. We love the NBA. We love the NBA. We had the All-Star Game. And, you know, and then they were doing, like, dunk contests and three-point contests, and they had a rookie yeah. challenge, you know, yeah. in 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what we need? We need more NBA. <laughs> Everyone loves the NBA, right? Everyone loves yeah. basketball. Yeah. Let's make another game spun out of basketball. <laughs> we're going to call it the celebrity game. So in 03, they created the celebrity game. And here's the thing. Look, if you want to do that, that's fine, right? I mean, spinoffs, sometimes they work. You take one character out of Friends, and he tries to make his own show. And look, three episodes in, you're like, hey, this ain't working. <laughs> right? You're like, it's not quite the same. I guess Friends, a show called Friends, had a lot more to do with the group dynamic, all of the friends being present, than just having this one character. And it, it wasn't working, but it went, what, two seasons? 46 episodes? That's probably about... 
40 episodes too many. And the Celebrity Game, which started in 2003, is still going on right now in 2020. When I think in about 2006, we knew that one, these are not real celebrities. And two, nobody wants to see, you know, C-list celebrities who cannot play basketball. The score was 62 to 47. First of all, you're watching super washed NBA players <laughs> play this game. Really, the only players that could ball are like one or t- one like one or two celebrities yeah. and the WNBA players. It's just I don't get like do they know what they want to be? What do they want to be? What are they trying to be here? Is it just pure entertainment? Are we supposed to clown on them because they're really bad? Are we supposed to be impressed at the ones who can play? Because it's too mixed. There is no objective. That's the thing, right? And I think that's the thing they're kind of solving with the All-Star game. But right now, with the Celebrity game, it's just like, whoever wants to play, and you're moderate, <laughs> moderately famous. You're somewhat known. I feel bad for people like Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, I do. I feel bad for, like, Common. Like, they shouldn't have to play in this. Like, like take out Chance as the, as the you know, captain and take out Common as the captain. Who's the next most famous person? I don't know. I, I've heard of, like, three of these people. Like, <laughs> is it really Darius Miles, the washed NBA player? Pretty sad. Darius Miles and Q, are, they have a podcast, right? Yeah, that's why they're here. Yeah, right. To and promote so, their podcast, basically. Uh, it's it's sad. It's really sad. Like, like, is, is this like some kind of way that they're trying to show like, oh, in another life, I would have been an NBA player? This is bad, right? This is like when, you know, people are, the NBA is just trying to make more money off this. That's, that's what they're trying to do, right? They're just trying to expand All-Star Weekend, get celebrities. People will buy tickets to see celebrities. This is like when Nintendo made Mega Man Soccer. It's like, no, you didn't just need to have Mega Man shoot all these things. You also needed him to make a game where he plays soccer. It's like, <laughs> why? Yes. Why does that exist? Why? Hey, why themed soccer? Soccer's already its own thing. Hey, you like Mega Man? You like <laughs> soccer? Let's put them together. Here you go. <laughs> why? Well, you never know, though, right? It works sometimes, like a puzzle fighter. <laughs> it's a crossover, and somehow it just works. But yes, this is more like Mega Man Soccer, which did not work. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. It's one of those things where sometimes. Just leave things be. I'm also going cringy on the celebrity game, if you couldn't tell. Moving on. The Rising Stars game. Joe, cringy or bingy? Uh, I kind of wish I, sh- I could pass, but I'll just go bingy. Mm. I don't know if it's bingy, <laughs> honestly. I don't know if it's bingy per se, but I like that it exists. Um you know, it's interesting to say younger players. Actually, one thing I would say, one change I would want to make. I think if you're an all-star, you shouldn't play in this game. I agree. What's the point of that? Uh, I'm I'm going to go not mainstream Benji, but hardcore Benji. Uh, uh. So, like, this is not going to appeal to the masses. But if you're, like, like us, like, you, you like hoops, like, right. these, these are the kind of games that are, like, interesting. So, like, you know, you get to see, like, oh, Miles Bridges is actually something. 
You right. know, like we're as normal. He he got the MVP. If you didn't know, the U.S. played the world. That's how the Rising Star Games works right now. They bring in the sophomores and the freshmen, and they play together in a mixed bag of U.S. versus the world. Miles Bridges got the MVP. Zion looked good with some alley oops. He looked him and Jaw. They really stood out to me yeah. above the rest. Um, although my favorite part of the game, which is the last minute of the game where it <laughs> turns contest. into an unofficial dunk contest. I I have a soft spot for this game because yes. Joe and I went to this game in 2004 when LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh were all rookies and Amari Stoudemire and Yao Ming were sophomores mm. and it was amazing. A highlight show. Probably the best. That's honestly probably the best rookie game ever. That was the most feats of athleticism i've ever seen in person it was amazing it was amazing i've watched tons of rookie games i mean yes we were there but still i can't remember a game where that many future kind of you know superstars were playing in and nothing has ever lived up to that game but i still hope and whenever that last (laughs) minute comes on i'm like Okay, we might see something here. We hold out a little hope. And for that reason alone, if I'm always looking to see that little moment, I'm calling it non-mainstream Benji. Shout out to Aero, who got us those tickets. Shout out. Shout out. That was awesome. Joe, moving on to Saturday, we got the NBA skills competition. <laughs> Joe, is this cringy or Benji? It's cringy. <laughs> Why? Again. Why and how did Bam Adebayo <laughs> win? What the heck? Honestly, if you're anybody else in this competition, just quit. Quit the NBA. <laughs> Be embarrassed of yourself. Like, take a few games off. You can't let Bam Adebayo win. And look, I respect Bam Adebayo a lot. He's a yeah. great player, up-and-coming yeah. player. We just talked yeah. about him, actually, last week, right? Very yeah. skilled center. Yeah. New gen. Next gen. Have some pride. <laughs> like, have, some, <laughs> have some guard pride. You know what I mean? Like Dinwiddie, SGA, like have Middleton, man, have some pride, bro. Middleton, you knew you weren't going to play in the All-Star game. At least win this. Like this is the kind <laughs> of thing you got to win because all the other guys are kind of happy to be there. You got to be like, man, I'm like a multiple-time All-Star, and I know I'm not going to get to shine in the game, so I at least have to prove I'm a cut above all these guys. And yet. <laughs> He didn't. So it's cringy. So I used to not think this was cringy mm. because it came after the Shooting Stars competition, which was the ultimate cringy, where it was a WNBA player, a former player, and a current player playing around the world. Right. <laughs> Basically. I, was, I, 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 that was the worst. But you know what happens is that when the weak link gets cut off, there's a new weak link. And now when I look <laughs> at the skills competition, I'm like, why Why is this here? This provides it? no value to my life. Joe, do you remember any of the past 10 winners of the skills competition? I know Tatum won last year because... I played this game on Yahoo. <laughs> and like said, Sporkle? Will Ta- yeah, Will Tatum repeat? And I said no. 
and that's it. <laughs> that's the only one I can remember. Let me read. Let me that. read you the skills competition uh, champions. You got Bam going backwards. You got Bam. You got Tatum. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. You got Kristaps Porzingis. Oh. You got Carl Anthony Towns. You got Patrick Beverly. You got Dame Lillard and Trey Burke, who they tied. Dame Lillard. You got Tony Parker, Steph Curry, and Steve Nash. Joe, knowing these champions, does this change at all how you feel about the competition? It does not. But, <laughs> however, however, it changes what I think about Dame. Because even in this stupid thing, Dame wins. <laughs> and Twice. Dame wins back to back. 13 and 14. And so, hey, I love me some Dame. It has affirmed my love for Dame, and it has affirmed my uh, complete indifference toward this competition. <laughs> it's, it, I'm not mad at it, but I'm not, I'm not it. happy I'm not it's there. It. <laughs> I'm not mad. I, I'm not happy it's there, but I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> anyway, what's like a what's like a side dish that you get in a, in like a, a meal that you're just like okay <laughs> well, uh that's that's how I feel about uh refri- re- refried beans and like Mexican like plates uh, uh, right I'm like right. oh you got the burrito right you got the rice you got the guac you got the chips there's beans uh, I guess <laughs> <laughs> you're not mad at it I'm not mad but uh, like I don't got rather, time. I don't got time for it. I'd rather have more guac. I'd rather just have more. I'd rather guac. pico de gallo. I'd rather have pico de gallo. That's it's how there. I feel about it. It, it's there it is. Something, it's something that's just there. That's it, what it, it is. It, it fills the time. It fills the space in your stomach. Basically, it's a, it's a time killer. Yes. Is anyone like? Oh my god! I need beans. That's the best. Yeah, like those really weird people. There's a couple. I see. <laughs> And those are the people the skills competition is for. (laughs) (laughs) And of every 10,000 people, there's one or two people who are like, dude, I need me some skills competition. I get it. I get it. Why is it? uh, Okay, here's here's my question. Why is it not impressive? Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting question. Because that's really the question, right? Because that's what makes it uninteresting. Like, I watch it, and I'm not impressed by it. It's not. Nothing that happens there. It's not impressive. Like it's not impressive. Like you look at it, and you feel like you could do it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like what they're dribbling <laughs> like normally. NBA... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching NBA NBA players do warm ups. It's like watching NBA players parallel park. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. watching them do something that's just not really really related to basketball. Like watching them draw a picture. Mm. 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 That's okay. Like the chess pass. Like okay. Yeah, anybody can anybody could anybody could do a chest pass. Anybody, anybody can do a layup. Anybody can shoot anybody a can three. Do a yeah, the crazy thing is like they miss. And they miss. <laughs> That's why it's even less impressive. Sometimes they're like battling at the end to finish and you're like this is just you're professional NBA players. Like why are you doing like make it on the first try. I'd rather see them do survivor challenges. <laughs> like test feats of strength or endurance. Puzzles. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. If they just like raced, they did like a suicide, yeah. and then there was a puzzle in the middle of the court, and they just had to solve it real fast. Who is the fastest NBA player? Who's the strongest NBA player? Who's the smartest? Who's the smartest That's NBA better. player? 
and then they wrestle <laughs> at the end. That's a skills challenge. There you go. Okay. And you and you get challenge. points for every category. You get points for exactly, exactly. That makes more sense. There you go. That's skills. There you go. Or like change the balls. So like for the dribbling part, they use like a tennis ball. Oh, that's interesting. For the shot, they use like a a, a bowling ball. Maybe um, maybe the way they have to dribble through the cones is like it it like shows up like on a screen. Like you have to do uh in oh, and, in and through out through the leg. Yeah, through yeah, the legs. Yeah, through the legs. Yeah, you have to like react react immediately. That would be more interesting. See, that would be skill. I would watch that and I'd be like, dude, that's it's reaction that's hard. time. I can't do that. All that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I can't do some double behind the back when they're yeah. flashing it up on a screen. Yeah. That would be more interesting. We fixed it. It's <laughs> the skills challenge. Each we fixed it. Each part of the skills challenge has to be something that only the best of the best should be able to do. Like when I watch the dunk contest, I'm like, wow, I could never do that. Of course. Yeah. Well, Even on like a, a five foot hoop. But when I watch the skills competition, I'm like could I win? <laughs> Watch out, Bam. Could I win? Watch out. Maybe that would make it interesting. Put in one regular guy. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Dude. Put in one regular guy and let him go first. And like make it somebody who's pretty decent at basketball and yeah. put a little bit of fear into the NBA players because like, they're like, I don't want to be last. Moving on. We got the three-point challenge. Joe, is this cringy or bingy? It's cringy. <laughs> it's cringy. I'm sorry. I mean, I want to say it's bingy. I like shooting. And in theory, it's bingy. But it's not fun. <laughs> it's just not interesting. Mm. I don't know. I think maybe they should change it up or something. They don't have... Well, maybe it was this year in particular. They did not have really a lot of marquee players in the three-point competition. Maybe if there were... I think like when Steph was in it and when Clay was in it, Particularly both of them, when both of them were in it, it was a little bit interesting, like I wanted to see, but I don't really care. I didn't care about it, and it wasn't interesting, and so I'm just going to say cringy. I'm also going to go cringy here. Not because the product... Th this is what it's like. It's like an actor that's just gone for far too long. <laughs> is it an actor who's gone for far too long, or that's like sold out? Maybe not, like, to, maybe not yeah. to pick on How I Met Your Mother for so much, uh -huh. so often, but like, it's like, like that. It's like that show. Long. It's like mm. it's gone on too long, and it, and it's not fresh. Yeah, it's it's so stale, and it's so it's gotten so cringy. Nothing new is happening. No important people are stepping up. So, I think it was great when Larry uh -huh. Bird was in it, coming uh -huh. in. I'm gonna beat all you guys, you know. Uh -huh. And uh, when Steph was in it, and all these people were at, they actually cared. But now, like. When your marquee person, you know, is kind of a fringe all-star, <laughs> Trey and Devin Booker. Hmm. But do you think, like, is it like a Adam Sandler situation where it was, like, really good at first and then it just became the same thing over and over and again? Then did, and, so, and then he did Grown Ups 1, and 2, and 3. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is not so good anymore and it's not that interesting and you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Yes, that's what it's like. You're yeah, right. It's, become it's like Adam Sandler. All, but, okay, so 
but he could follow up, up question follow up question yes because he did step up recently right and uncut gems right so uncut do you gems. think there is a chance that the three point contest can make a comeback yes hmm. if adam silver is willing to make the money moves like he did with the all-star Ooh. game he can make money moves with the three point challenge why is the three point contest not fun because it is impressive. Because it's a lot of the same thing. It's repetitive. It's so repetitive. How could it be better? What if the spots on the court were random? They were lit up. You had to drop. You know what I mean. You had to go. You had to run there, and you just get the ball there, and then you just have to shoot from there. Hmm. And everyone gets the same number of shots, but all different spots. I think it has to evolve every round it has to be mm. something different and it has to and be short they... at the beginning and then longer for the extent uh, yeah so the so final the, the final first. round could be the current three-point contest that could be the final yeah. round or whatever what if they moved it out like three feet mm. do you think that would be impressive it is impressive i just think they need to reduce the amount of time that each person uh, yeah. takes yeah you know what they should do yeah they should take fewer shots but also lessen the time. Yeah. And lessen the time per shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right now, if they're given, let's say, like, you know, five seconds per shot, move it down to, like, four seconds per shot and also lower the overall time and also reduce the number of shots. Because then it will be fast. Just give just give one ball each rack for round <laughs> one. It's pressure. It's pressure. You get one. You know what? The, you get five shots. Let's, Let's say it's like five rounds, right? But the first round, it's just one shot. It's do or die. <laughs> there you go. And there's like there's like ten guys, but like only the, the like the first six guys who make it go to the next round. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's pressure. It's pressure. It's pressure. You could shoot from any side of the three point line. Anywhere you want. Anywhere but you, you only want. get one shot. You only get one shot. See, that stinks. And then second round you get two shots. Sure. Two shots from, from like two spots. And then third round, you get three shots from three spots. And then fourth round, you get four shots from four spots. And then the fifth round is the full thing. I like the light-up game. I wish that could be the final game. Mm, maybe that would be the final game then. Yeah, that could be. Uh, and You have to whittle it down to two people. Yeah, two people. Yeah. And they go at the same time. They go at the same time. <laughs> oh, you know what would be crazy? They go at the same time and... It lights up on the same side of each, like it lights up like parallel mm. or, or mirror, yeah. right? From the middle. But then only the guy who makes it first gets the point. Mm. So they're you racing quick. also. You got to be yeah. quick. So they're playing on the same side and they're just mirroring each other and you got to be quick and you got to make it first. Mm. See, that would be impressive. I would watch that. I'll be like, dang, I could never do that. The other psychology is you get one shot, right? Maybe you. Oh, so if the other guy misses first, the other guy he just waits for you to yeah. shoot. He's like, "You're gonna miss," and then he shoots. He takes his time. Yeah, that would be actually that would be really interesting. Because you don't want to shoot at the exact same time. You're both gonna miss. Right, but that could be a strategy too. It could be a strategy. What if you're shooting later and you know he's gonna make it and you ch you just chuck it to block <laughs> him like 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 playground. <laughs> That would be awesome. Like knockout, you know, like how you do. I like the one shot idea. That's 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 a winner. 
You you come all the, Dave Bertan Davis Bertans comes all the way. <laughs> all sorts static. You get one Bertans. shot. You get one shot. Are you really gonna fly all the way out here? And then they start playing it. If you only had one shot. Surprise performance. <laughs> he comes out. <laughs> he just comes out. Your knees weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> like, is Joe Harris really gonna come out just for that? Just to miss one shot and then go. Yeah, I'm sure LeBron would be like, "All right, I'll do it." One of the best things about what Dame said about or or CJ McCollum or whatever they did about the All Star One on One tournament was you get to challenge someone. They were like. Mm. Dame was like, oh, you get to call them out. Yeah, Dame was like, I want to challenge Westbrook. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. Like, that's interesting. If you could do that's that awesome. with a three point challenge, oh, that would be so mm-hmm. awesome. You just go head to head. You go head to head. You like, you challenge who you want to go head to head with. Man, we have so many ideas. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. We could totally fix this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What what is going on here? I'm just I'm more upset that nobody's ever thought about any of this. We're just we didn't even prep this. We're just like <laughs> thinking about it. Like there's so because so many people are all about the integrity of like the game or the sport or the or the rules or the awards, but that doesn't matter for All Star. That's ridiculous. We fixed it. We did it. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome, CJ, if you're listening. I know you are. Hmm. Moving on. Moving freaking on. (laughs) The last one for All-Star Saturday. We got the dunk contest. Joe, is the dunk contest cringy or bingy? So is your question the dunk contest in general or this year's dunk contest? Why don't we do both? I I don't know if I can answer the dunk contest in general. Mm, okay. But this okay. year's dunk contest yes. was bingy. Ooh. It was bingy. I liked oh, it. Okay. I mean, Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr., those were some pretty sick dunks, I have to say. I love Aaron Gordon. Yes. He's definitely... Like, he definitely deserved to win at least two dunk contests at this point. Yeah. And he has some sick dunks. Like, honestly, if it was an infinite score chart, like, if you could score it as high as you wanted, yeah, he would definitely win. Yeah. Like, like he would have the highest aggregate score based off of, like, how crazy his dunks are. Like, creative and also athletic and impressive. So... It's kind of a travesty that he didn't win, but I liked it. I mean, it was entertaining for sure. So I'll just, I'll say, I'll say uh, Benji. I am going to go, this dunk contest was Benji mm-hmm. as well. Um, I mean, I'm always waiting to see what Aaron Gordon is going to do. Dude. Like, you just never know. And Derek Jones Jr., you know that guy can fly. I was actually I waiting to see what Dwight could do too. You know, I knew Derek Jones could dunk, but I didn't know... I didn't know 
I didn't yeah. know he had some of those dunks in him. Some of those dunks were like, oh, oh he's filthy. He was trying to take the crown of best under the leg dunker. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he had a oh, lot of oh, under oh. the legs in his repertoire. He had a lot of under the legs in his repertoire. But man, even his one step in windmill, oh, yeah. That was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. I was excited to see Derek Jones Jr. I was excited to see what Dwight would do with the return of Superman, what he was going to do with Kobe. It was pretty underwhelming. And yeah. then I was like, had to look up highlights for who Pat Connaughton was. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? You know, it, he's a shooter it, on Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy you want. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think the format of the dunk contest is cringy. Mm. That's that's what I think is cringy. Uh, I think the dunk contest in general, wanting to see people dunk, is very bingy. But I think it's an easy fix, right? So here's the th- here's the problem with the dunk contest. The dunk contest is flawed because there are judges that have no qualifications right, to judge right. the dunk contest that judge it, right? Mm-hmm. And most people give uh, based on reactions or whatever. Like, how do you know how to judge it? How to dunk it? Right? Here's the judges: Dwayne Wade. Common, Candace Parker, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> this guy is judging an athletic competition. Hey, that's Black Panther. Uh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> T'Challa, my bad. He knows, ev- he knows everything, all right? He knows dunks. Are you kidding me? And Scotty He's the king of Wakanda. You better, <laughs> you better check yourself. My bad. Wakanda for My brain suit. You see the hops he gets when he uses that... <laughs> That kinetic energy. He does. He runs so fast. He gets crazy. Better freaking bow to him. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> um, and Scotty Pippen. And Scotty Pippen. Like, uh, uh, what? And these these aren't even the worst. Like, yeah. th- there's been worse. They're not the worst. There have been worse. Yeah. There's been worse, right? So. I think if you're going to continue to have celebrity judges and not like real authentic judges, I get real authentic judges are kind of boring. Here's how you do it. Here's how you fix it. Uh. Have you ever seen the show Chopped? I have, but I don't remember. How does it work? Okay, so Chopped, right? They have an appetizer section uh, with four four chefs. They create mm-hmm. an appetizer. Yes, they all I present their that. appetizer. Mm-hmm. The judges vote who, the, who gets eliminated. They have an uh, entree yes. course, three, three chefs. They judge the entrees and eliminated. Mm. Last two. The dessert course, they present it. The judges vote. The judges conspire. Oh, not conspire. They talk amongst each other to pick a person based on all three of their uh, selections. Their appetizers, yes. their entree, their dinner, or their dessert. Who had the best overall selection? And then they pick the winner, right? So That makes sense. I, I know people are like, oh, like some people are like, oh, I like the dunk off, right? They, I like overtime. Well, not really, Stupid. right? That's when the least creative stuff happens. If you told dunkers you're going to do these exact amount of dunks and then you present it in that order and they know that it's up for elimination, you could progress, right? You could have a right. progressive story of how you do it. You don't have to just try to go for 50s when your legs aren't warm right away. You just got to make sure you're not last. And so – you start with five, then go to four, then go to three, then go to two, then go to one. You'll get just as many dunks. Like that's right. that's all you really need. And then the judges can talk together and pick a unanimous winner. And that yeah. way, 
Aaron Gordon wins, even though right. Derek Jones Jr. had a great dunk contest. Right. Chopped that, rules. That is great. That's fixing it. Honestly, that I mean, you know what the problem is right now? It's that they don't compare them. Yeah. That's the problem. They make a judgment before they see all the dunks for a round. And that's stupid. Like, what's the point of that when, like, because the scoring system really doesn't matter. The it scoring, doesn't. like you said, it's completely arbitrary, especially yep. when there's no criteria. It's not like, nope. it's not like World of Dance, at least. You know what I mean? Where it's yep. like, oh, you know, creativity, uh, you know, athleticism, artistry, you know, whatever, like uh, choreography, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you pick whatever, certain categories, and then you're grading them. At least that is some semblance of objectivity. This is stupid. You're just giving a number based on nothing, and then you see the next guy's dunk, and if you give the previous guy a 50, you can't be like, even if this dunk is better, there's nothing left to give him. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing higher. So why not just let them see all the dunks and then decide who was the best guy? That makes complete sense. Yeah, exactly, right? And so if, like, Nate Robinson is going to do 11 attempts to get the final <laughs> dunk, right? like, you compare that with everyone else that did did one attempt, right? Yeah. So on chop, like, if you forget to plate something, like, that's part of what gets judged against you, right? Yes, of like, course. If someone else finishes with five minutes to spare and they played everything perfectly – that's on them, right? Yes. It's like they, they earned that. And so and I, Yeah, and I like how the judges like discuss it. Yeah, you it's you not, yeah. Yeah. You don't do it in a silo, you know? Right. Like that that's never good. That's not good. You they always want to have a round table. They should go down to well, I guess they could keep it five, but they should just go down to three judges. Yeah. And just do it like all the other shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all the that's shows. Fine. Yeah, and just have three judges. They discuss it amongst themselves every round. And maybe- this is this is where this is where if you want to have celebrities, it's fine. They have a mic and talk about whose dunks they liked, and then uh, they eliminate them. They say yes. who's eliminated. Yes. yes. You say, I'm sorry, Pat Connaughton. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat Connaughton. Keep shooting. This is not the three point contest. <laughs> you're you're in the wrong place. Exactly, right? I'm just kidding. Pat Connaughton's not even like a shooter. He's... <laughs> but, but that's how Andre Iguodala wins. That's how Aaron Gordon wins. That's how it happens. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's a good change. We should actually submit that. We got to talk to somebody. Chop oh, actually, um, we, sh- oh, we already said it, and so somebody's going to steal it from us. And <laughs> it's going to make its way to the NBA, I'm pretty sure. I swear CJ McCollum's listening to our podcast. <laughs> All right, last one, the big one, Sunday, All-Star Game. Is the All-Star Game cringy or bingy? Man, before the fourth quarter of the All-Star Game the other day, I would have said cringy. And yet, I am a thousand percent on the bingy train now because, holy crap, they fixed the All-Star Game. They did. It was amazing. That, however long it was, because there was not even a clock, however long that fourth quarter was, that's like the best basketball I've seen in... It's the best basketball I've seen in an All-Star game for at least... uh, I mean, it's got to be at least like 15 years. Since the Jordan one. And and that was, yeah, that was 17 years ago, 03. And so that was great. And then... It's like one of the best 
basketball games I've seen, uh, well, not games, but that qu- just that quarter of play was some high-level basketball. Like, it was just fun to watch. You know how everyone wanted to see the footage of the 92 Dream Team's practice? Mm, yeah. Like, this is that, right? right. In an all-star game, basically. Like, where yes. there's rules, everything's are happening, where they're playing like it matters. Yes. You know? And they finally fixed it. They finally fixed it to where it matters. And I was surprised. I was surprised that this was all it took. Mm, yeah. Like, like all it took was a final score. I Well, it wasn't just that, right? I mean, I, th- I think they actually did a really good job. There were a lot of elements present. And although it seemed very confusing to me prior to the game, once it started, it was apparent why it made sense mm-hmm. right because you had the beneficiaries like for one it was for charity right right that adds an element of kind of obligation it puts some stakes on the game two you had the people the recipients of the charity present so i mean if you're really not playing hard or you're just kind of messing around at towards the end of quarters when the score matters obviously the people are there who have a stake like they're receiving $100,000, which to an NBA player might not seem like much, but to them, obviously, is a lot of money. And so I think that adds a certain level of like pressure and obligation to play well. And then also at the end of the game, having the final score set and there no clock, it kind of adds the element of, hey, we know the target and we also know that there's no clock against us. So mm-hmm. if you play really good defense, you can catch up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It becomes like a tennis or volleyball or something. Yeah, you can you can always come back. And so that's – yeah, it, it, everything kind of worked together where I was, like, very impressed. I was like, oh, man, somehow it's all working. <laughs> like, it, it all matters and it makes sense. Did and you know this was CP3's idea? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. He, he saw it in some, like, street game or he saw it in, like, some other game and he was like – he pitched it to Adam Silver. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I mean, it worked. It worked. I mean, I don't know how long it will work for, but as of now, I feel like they have fixed the game. Can we uh, do a couple takeaways from the game? Yes, definitely. So one of my favorite things about this new style or like a competitive all-star game is you can kind of really see people kind of mold into. They so what cha- are, They yeah. kind of change into the person yeah. that they... So yeah. one of the things that I love about Survivor, right? Survivor is really interesting because they cast all these people, all these strangers that are supposed to be dynamic and alpha, right? But what right. happens in a situation like... I always say these people are alphas of their life, but when they get into Survivor, the social dynamics skew. Like the social hierarchy always changes based on who's there. And then right. the alphas of the alphas rise to the top and then other people resume beta roles and all that stuff. Right. So right. similar to that style of thinking, like all these people are basically the best players on their own teams, best right. players in their conferences or whatnot. But when they're playing together and when they're this five versus this five, you kind of see the crop of who is the alpha type players and who are the beta type players that kind of fall through the cracks. So, my first one for you. First takeaway. Kawhi was the best player on Team LeBron. Mm-hmm. The, the best player. 
And yeah. he never shied away from the moment. Clutch steals, buckets, assists, had the gumption. Like, he always ran around screens calling for the ball. He was calling for the ball. He was like, give me the ball. I want to win the game. He was playing hard from the beginning. It's so funny. When it started ramping up in the fourth quarter, everyone's tendencies just came out. And it was so predictable, <laughs> honestly. like. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi, he started getting these steals. Yeah, just out of nowhere, he's just pulling he balls out of the air. He's the ball out, of, out hands, of people's yeah. hands. Yes, who did he get on that rebound? Giannis. Man, he just—it was so well timed. He perfectly timed it to get that ball. And the crazy thing is, he didn't even pop it out of his hands. He no, just—he just ripped it, gobbled it up. Yeah, that that patented claw steal where it just touches his hands and it's like a magnet for the and ball. And it's gone. He just, <laughs> yeah. he just has it. Yeah, I mean, he was clearly the best player. On Team LeBron, I think he was the best player on the floor. I think he was the best player on the floor. I He's the best player in the world to me, in, in my opinion. Another funny thing, though, is that LeBron refused to pass to Kawhi, which I thought was super funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Opting Dude, for Anthony Davis in the set. <laughs> he did not want to give him the ball. No. Kawhi got that one three. I actually tweeted out a little bit, like, when they were within three, I was like, Kawhi for the win, three-pointer coming. Yeah. And he shot that three. He did shot. Mm-hmm. He shot the three from the bottom wing. Mm-hmm. He got fouled, I thought. <laughs> but, you know, probably it was ticky tack, wasn't called. And then he never touched the ball again after that. Like, he never had a chance again after that. LeBron, but it wasn't because, like, like he was hiding from it. He, he kept no, coming oh, no. up right to the, like, right up to yeah. LeBron. <laughs> it was so funny, yeah. And was, LeBron seriously funny. would not give up the ball because he had... The layup, which got rescinded. Yeah. He had he missed a layup where he got blocked by Giannis. Yep. He had a dunk, and he shot that. He shot two threes. He shot that one three. That one like the half Steph court three. three. Yeah. The logo three. I was like, and it, what? Yeah, and he was just trying his best to hit the game winner. <laughs> he was trying so hard. He totally wanted to hit the game winner. Oh, he didn't want Kawhi to win the game. Absolutely not. Uh, on the other side, I thought Giannis did not act like he was the best player on Team Giannis. Mm. That's interesting. What, what? Like, why do you say that? Uh, he didn't call for the ball. He wasn't. He wasn't calling for the ball at all. So not the best offensive player. Not the best offensive saying. player, yes. He was the best defensive defensively, player. defensively, yes. he was monstrous. He was the he best defensive LeBron player. He blocked LeBron on that fade. Oh, I forgot about the fadeaway, too. He blocked LeBron yeah. on the fadeaway. He blocked LeBron Driving on to the a hoop. different yep. layup attempt. And he blocked he blocked LeBron on that one that was almost a goaltend. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a block. He was the best player defensively. Yes. But he wasn't the best player offensively. Now, I... Uh, I understand because they had a game plan. I don't know if you read this or you heard this, but Giannis said it, Giannis said in an interview <laughs> that their game plan was to give the ball to anybody that Harden was guarding. <laughs> I did hear that. I did read that. Which, hey, credit to Giannis, another listener of the pod. Who knows? <laughs> that, that is the correct strategy in that situation. Another credit to Giannis. Did not draft James Harden, no matter what. <laughs> Just refused to Just draft refused. James Harden. He's like, you know, Jam- Kemba Walker. I like Kemba Walker. 
<laughs> no, the the funniest thing was that the three remaining players were James Harden, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young, and he said, "I'm deciding between Kemba and Trey." <laughs> Just literally did not want James Harden. Um, I thought what was interesting was Embiid acted like he was their best player. He was the one calling for the ball all the time. Mm, he was the ref- yeah. one refusing to give the ball up. Now, sometimes it worked out in his favor. Other times it didn't. He got a lot of free yeah. throws out of it, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's why I like Embiid. He did have a nice, man, that, that fade mm-hmm. where he shook LeBron. That was nice. That was Hakeem-like. And then he got the free throws, and he made both free throws. He did play well down the stretch. Uh, it, the the thing about Embiid, and I did think about it a lot because he was getting the ball like every time mm-hmm. in the post. He was. He was asking for it. He was calling for it. He needs a go-to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he seems like he's a little bit unsure of what he wants to do. He wants the ball for sure, but then once he gets the ball, he's kind of back to the basket. He just pounds it. Like he mm-hmm. dribbles it like four or five times, deciding what he wants to do. And so... I'm not sure how I feel about that as far as Philly's chances go because that was a simulated playoff, like end of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you on the, the Giannis Embiid thing and just the alpha thing. My other thing is, why was Krillin on the floor? <laughs> Dude, why was Ben Simmons not on the floor at the end of the game? I really don't understand that. I, I really don't understand that. First of all, Krillin did not want to shoot, which we all know. He wasn't going to shoot the ball at the end of the game. You know what's interesting is I thought he kept trying to shoot and missing badly. The thing, he really did it. Like, when it got real tight, he did shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made one three at one point somewhere somewhere in there. But the rest of the time, he was not trying to shoot. But, so he, I had to, but he shot because Harden was guarding him. <laughs> and he missed badly. <laughs> That's so funny. I I really don't know why Ben Simmons wasn't in there. But so here's my takeaways. One, Krillin is amazing at taking charges. <laughs> he this he is guy, a team player. He is a team player in that regard. How the heck he he was getting charges on everybody. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when I was watching it, like some of it didn't get called, but I was thinking, that's a charge. <laughs> Every single time it was a charge. He's really good at just stopping. <laughs> like, like some guys are good at stopping on a dive when they have the ball. He's good at just stopping on a dive when he's backpedaling on defense and he just stops. And his his feet just plant and he takes that charge. He is very good at that, if not. I mean, he's not good at anything else in the fourth quarter, but he's good at <laughs> taking charges. He got that key charge on Harden. Uh, speaking of Harden, Harden's a, such a choker. This I guy. don't understand. His, he, his he had plays, a wide open floater. Like, to wide open to win the game, and he passed it out to the corner. He passed it to the corner. What in the world? That was mind-boggling. He missed a th- wide open three badly. He missed two free throws. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the fourth quarter, I was like, oh, he did make one quarter three. Offensive foul. Yeah, and then he, he hit got the, the three after foul. that, though. After yeah, the foul Krillin's, was called. <laughs> and, and Krillin's guarding him, and you're kind of like, dude, I mean, as bad as hard it is, he could take Krillin. Yes. I mean, he could, he could take Krillin, but, you know, it ended up Krillin. He's supposed uh, to be able to take any player in the NBA, right? He's the best offensive player, supposedly the best offensive player ever, right, based on the stats. 
<laughs> but he couldn't take Krillin. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're underestimating Krillin's defensive charge taking. Yeah, maybe he's maybe maybe like he was the maybe real reason is. for Toronto winning the championship. Based on maybe his that team. is his secret weapon. You know Krillin's uh, super move, the Destructo disc. Yeah, the the disc. Maybe we're just underestimating that move because <laughs> it seems so weak. But maybe taking a charge is a lot more valuable than we realize. The other thing is people love all the DBZ fighters love Krillin. They love him. They do love Curly. They love him. They do love they And do. I see how people love Kyle Lowry. And I see why you would love Kyle Lowry, because he does seem like a very lovable guy. And they don't they don't say like they don't say, Oh, why don't you step up? They never ask that question to him. They just accept that that's how much strength that he, he has. That says he's maxing out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll give that to him for sure. A couple other things. Uh Kemba Walker's performance does not bode well for the Boston Celtics. He was like killing it. He was killing it. He actually he had me thinking for a while. So Kemba Walker and Chris Paul kind of showed me something, right? Chris he Paul did. reminded me why he's so good. And he reminded me that he is indeed like a point guard. You know, like he yeah. reminded me, Chris Paul point guard, like how good he is and why OKC is in the playoffs right now. And we, we talked about this over text, but yeah, it's true. He was the one leading the charge in that early in the fourth quarter to bring them back from what was it? Like a 14 point deficit, something like that. And man, when he has room to operate, and maybe that was it, because none of the other be- like good players were on the f- like none of the other starters were on the floor. Mm-hmm. It was him and the bench guys, and he was just running the show, defense, offense, hitting threes, everything. And so I handed to Chris Paul, Kemba Walker, opposite thing. <laughs> he was killing it during the show, the showboating part of the game, right? He was hitting threes. He put uh, Sabonis on skates, right, and had that layup. Like, and I was like, man, Kemba Walker, he's stepping up in the All Star game. To mm-hmm. me, that means something mm-hmm. when you play with all the best players on the on in the world and you're playing well. And then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter comes around. This fool cannot buy a bucket. He's shooting like co- he's constantly shooting too. <laughs> he's taking every. He's bricking threes. He missed that layup. He had that wide open layup mm-hmm. on the bot from the on the right side, yep. and he just. I was like, man, Kemba, this is this is not looking good for you. Oh but it God. it kind of a like all of the think about those things, right? Because you might think, oh, it's just an all star game, like who cares, right? But it affirms all the tendencies. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? Everything happened just as you kind of expected it to happen, mm-hmm. right? Like Kawhi stepping up, yep, defensively wanting to take the last shot. LeBron wanting to take the last shot, but not being able to hit the last shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of ended anticlimactically with AD making a free throw. But I was happy about that because AD is a pretty clutch free throw shooter and he's on our team. So <laughs> that's good. I To go along with that CP3 comment, I thought it was really interesting to me that CP3 was not the worst player that ended the game on Team LeBron. Hmm. It was Harden. <laughs> <laughs> honestly Harden and they were on the on same the team a year ago <laughs> it's it's pretty like doesn't this stuff really say something about Harden the fact that even in the draft he got picked last second yeah. to last yeah. but basically nobody wanted him nobody wanted him and then in the all-star game when it actually mattered that's that's what I love about the all-star game mattering it is what you said about the the dream team you know, yeah. practice footage. I I also kind of liken it to just like a street ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would love to see 
the best players in the world play kind of street ball rules where it's a little bit looser and yeah. a guy like Harden cannot manipulate the system as well. You know, you can't just like get to the free throw line or just they're shoot just, step back. They're threes. just playing to 157. They're playing to, right. <laughs> yeah, play to right. a score. And it's, you know, a lot of those tricks don't work as well. And you yeah. see how guys who do that, they don't fare as well. Mm-hmm. You know, than a guy like a Kawhi or, you know, or like a LeBron or those kind of guys, or even like a Giannis or an Embiid, like guys who can just. But what boggles my mind is he could have fared well. Like, he had the chances to fare well, and he just didn't. Take the floater to win the game. <laughs> what? That is – it is pretty – but it, it tells you – so. it's kind of like the survivor thing, right? Yeah. It tells you what people, like, think about themselves. Yes. Right, because you put him in there, and it's not that anybody's telling him, like, Harden, don't shoot that. Yeah, Harden. But he's telling Kawhi himself – Kawhi's like, the alpha, but he's telling yeah, himself he's, that. Exactly. He's telling himself, like, no, I think Kawhi or LeBron or somebody else should be taking this shot, not me. Right. Uh, which I don't think bodes well <laughs> for him or the Rockets. Uh, one last thing for me was, man, what if it was Dame instead of Harden in that game? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's all I was thinking. I was like, oh, man, if Dame was here, this might have been a different – this might have ended much quicker. If Dame were there, he would have taken LeBron's logo shot and he would have drained it. Yeah. He would have drained it. And then he would have pointed to his wrist. <laughs> it's time. I know Dame on the flip side of Harden, first guy drafted in the in the reserves. Yep. On LeBron on LeBron's side. Giannis yep. went for Middleton, his teammate, which Giannis's draft was just mind boggling. <laughs> Very strange. That guy is. What very was strange. he doing? I don't. What understand. the heck was he doing? He just took all the people that no one wanted. I think LeBron had like eight or nine guys on his team who are close to averaging a triple double. I I saw on a post like Bleacher Report had like like for Team Giannis, like for Team LeBron, who who's better? And it was like a hundred and fifteen thousand to like thirteen thousand. Yeah, how could you possibly like Team Giannis? The only way you could like Team Giannis is if you think Giannis is like 10 times better than LeBron. <laughs> That's like the a- only way. And Kawhi and AD <laughs> combined. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the only way. Because you have to think Giannis is so good that he makes up for all of his team, his entire team. Did I say if it was cringy? I, I know. It was Benji. The All-Star game is Benji. It was Benji. It, it's Benji. Like... It, they did a good job. They fixed it. They did a good job. They yeah. fixed it. Um, all right. Anything else on the All Star game? No. It was. It was. It was man, I was. I was on the I edge of my seat. That ex- uh, yeah, I've not been that excited in a long time. I was on the edge of my seat. I like couldn't pay attention because so I watch on the smaller screen and then we watch together on a big screen, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like a reality TV show. Sure. But I was like zoned in to, i was like oh my gosh i was like should i get headphones right now i, I like i like need to watch this this is like yeah. so important to the narrative of basketball and yes. that's kind of the thing that i really am big into is that b- before like these all-star games never really built into the narrative of the nba season or history like sure you don't really care about who wins the three-point contest the skills competition the rising star competition like none of that matters right maybe the all-star mvp to some degree but this really 
showed the narrative of like who the best players are, what you, a little bit of taste, a preview of what you're going to see in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. So what I want to talk about next, which I believe will also have an impact on the narrative of the season in the all-star game format is the one-on-one all-star tournament that we talked about first. Sorry, CJ. <laughs> what we talked about first. We know you're listening, CJ. <laughs> we'll be back with the one-on-one all-star tournament after this. All right, we are back with the one-on-one all-star tournament idea. Joe, here's what I think the all-star weekend lacks. A connection to the rest of the NBA season or the outside world. There really is no kind of consequence. So what I want to do is build an uh, entire weekend surrounding a one-on-one all-star tournament that labels the end person with best player in the NBA, which I think is really interesting. But someone stole our idea, Joe. <laughs> someone stole Ooh. our freaking idea. It was CJ McCollum. How dare you, CJ? How dare you? And after that, it started to get a lot of buzz. Now people are asking questions at All-Star Weekend. Bam, who would you play in an All-Star uh, one-on-one tournament? And he's like, I would pick Jimmy Butler because that guy's he's weak. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's... Guys. Just source us, man. <laughs> Hashtag SBR. Hashtag SBR. Please, please. Hashtag SBR. <laughs> Help us out. Help, help us out. Hey, CJ. Somebody out there. You, we don't know who's listening. Somebody out there. We know. Someone at ESPN is stealing our ideas. One of the tens. This isn't the first time our idea has been picked up. This is up. not the first time. This is not our idea. This is not the first time we talked about something and it ended up on someone else's rundown like two weeks later. It's very unfortunate. But it's all right. Joe, let me, let me drop you some rules. And you tell me what you think of the one-on-one all-star tournament. So we get fan voting. For the top eight All-Stars, those eight All-Stars are seated one through eight and get a first-round buy. Mm. Coaches and media vote for the next 14 All-Stars, and they are seated 9 to 22 based on coaches and media ranks. So you can see how the coaches and media rank you in relation to other people. Wait, so fans vote for the top? Fans vote for the top eight. Fans, period. Fans, period. So Derek okay. Rose can get in there. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe some blend. Okay. How about whatever, whatever we're doing currently to get the top. Okay. Okay. Top people. Cliff, get it together before we do the pod. My bad. This is why people steal our stuff. My bad. (laughs) Top eight fan, fan plus coach plus media gets the top eight coaches and media get the other 14. So that's 22 all-stars right there, but we need two more. So what we're going to have is a tournament for the snubbed all-stars to play Mm. into the final two spots. Uh. So the prize is going to be, oh, so let's start with Friday, Friday, snub player tournament. So you got how many players are, how many players are in that tournament? Uh, I would say four. The only four people play in this tournament. Mm, No, let's go four per spot. Sorry. Four per spot. Okay, so eight. So there's so eight, eight players. Eight players, correct. Okay. Eight players get two spots. And how do how do these players, how do they, like, apply? Like, what if more than eight players want to play? Well, it's the tail end of the coach's media rank. 
So the last. Oh, I see. I see. So players who would have made it if there were more spots, basically. Right. Exactly. I see. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So just exactly. the next. The next. I see. Okay. Yep. That yep. makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um. So then, then you have Friday the snub player tournament. Saturday round one and two. You can add the dunk contest if you want. And Sunday the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. The game is first to seven half court. And the prize is some purse of like a million dollars, something that would even entice LeBron James. And the winner receives a trophy that says best player in the world. And every year there would be a trailing count of number of times you won best player in the world. <laughs> Joe, what do you think of that? Um, so Is it enticing enough for players to actually play and not opt out of it? I think so. So you're saying that this would replace the All-Star game, right? Uh, theoretically, yes. Okay. Uh, um, although I'm less inclined to do so now that the All-Star game is good. <laughs> right. Okay, let's say we don't want to replace the All-Star game. Okay. Because the All-Star game got fixed. <laughs> do you think people would still want to do this? I think so. Then maybe maybe you condense it and you make it All-Star Saturday. Or maybe, maybe it's, Friday and yeah, Saturday. Maybe it's just Friday and Saturday, yeah. yeah. So you do snub players on Friday... You do. I think you do snubbed and round one, Friday, and then you do two, three, four, five, which is the finals on Saturday, and then there could be beef on Sunday with the All Star. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So you do snubbed and round round one, one, yeah, and the celebrity game on Friday, yeah, and then (laughs) it's back. (laughs) <laughs> there's a celebrity one-on-one tournament also they play one-on-one and then the winner of that celebrity tournament gets to play in the actual no i'm just kidding um so so just to give you an idea of the snubbed player tournament it would be sure. lowry versus derozan Kyrie versus paul george devin <laughs> booker versus bradley beal towns versus jalen brown dang that'd be awesome That'd be awesome, right? That'd be an awesome tournament. That'd be awesome. Okay. And that's just do the you, snubbed. Do you think that this is fair because of matchups? Well, I don't think it matters, right? Everyone wants to see Kobe versus Shaq. Hmm. So what do you think about... So I was thinking about this. What do you think about King of the Court instead? What's King of the... Oh, like how many times you can hold court? So King of the Court is basically... Like, if you're on the court, you play one-on-one with a guy, right? Mm -hmm. And if you score, Mm -hmm. then you stay. The next guy comes on. He has to defend you. If you don't score, then the next guy becomes king of the court. You have to step off. Mm -hmm. And you just go like that, round robin, until you score, let's say, seven points. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? So you have to score seven points. Yeah, all you have to do is score seven points, but your defender changes every point. Right. And then, so you'd have to, yeah. And then if you score, but you, you basically have a chance not to be defended by everyone, right? If you're like, if you score like seven points in a row, sure. So say yeah. you score six, and then you miss. Yeah. Then the next time you only have to score one. Oh, I see. So you just keep. But counting. the first time you come on, you're playing defense always. Right. So you'd have to successfully defend someone, so you get another chance to score. And then you'd have to score on that play. I think it's okay. Uh, I think it's 
it could replace something like the skills competition for sure, three point competition. Mm. But I don't think it's big enough. It's like big enough idea to be the whole weekend or to be have the title of best player in the world. So it would, yeah. I'm thinking it's tough though to do a one on one tournament because like Carl Anthony Towns versus Lowry. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's too matchup dependent. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if you just get matched up with somebody who's a good match for you, then it's easy to go to the next round. Wouldn't theoretically, though... It would be less matchup dependent, King of the Court, because you have to at least go through seven guys. You know what I mean? You could get a bad matchup early, um, but you have to go through multiple rounds. There's five rounds if you're a snubbed player, four rounds if you're a not a top eight player, three rounds if you're a top top eight player. That's true. What we should do, what we should have done, because we wanted to do this, but you know everything that happened with Kobe kind of derailed us. But we should have done our own tournament and see what would have happened. Well, we could play it right now. I have it all out. No, I mean, we should do it like, like, like voting. Like the people vote? Yeah. Well, what would it be? What's the, what's the, bra- what's the bracket? So the number one seed is LeBron James. So he gets a bye. He'll face either Simmons or Bam Adebayo. Okay. Uh, in the bottom half of the bracket, you got Siakam of that, of the LeBron bracket. And he'll play Trey Young versus the wild card winner, which is Lowry or DeRozan or Kyrie or Paul George. Okay. So let's say it's Lowry because he was actually <laughs> an all-star. The next bracket down, you have AD. AD will play the winner of Dame versus Sabonis. Okay. And then on the bottom half of that bracket is Kawhi plays the winner of Tatum versus Gobert. Okay. Then you have Giannis. He plays the winner of Jokic versus Chris Paul. And then Bede plays the winner of Jimmy Butler and, let's say, Devin Booker. And then Luka versus Westbrook or Donovan Mitchell. Harden versus Kemba or Middleton. Hmm. And let's say all the top seeds win. Then you get LeBron versus Siakam, AD versus Kawhi, Giannis versus Embiid, Luka versus Harden. There are definitely some unfair matchups there, but man, you don't think Lillard will beat Sabonis? (laughs) (laughs) What about Lillard versus AD? Is that too unfair? Or can Dame overcome? I'm not sure. It would definitely be interesting. I, the thing is, I feel like it's hard to do unless we get rid of the All-Star game. You know what I mean? That's Because it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do both of these things. Where if they're just both this playing tu- all out. Right. Right. Yeah. If just this tournament is the thing and the goal of the weekend is to become the best player in the world or be recognized as the best player in the world, I get why people would sell out and do it. If it was... In addition to the All-Star game, uh, I think it's tough. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it would be worth it for them. It's a little mentally taxing, I would say. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's a lot it's to a do. Lot. It's a lot to do this and, uh, but think a, about, and a game. But like, think about if Kawhi's able to say two-time NBA champion, three-time best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that title of best player in the world definitely is something. Because it's different than MVP. Yeah. 
And I think MVP then can just be MVP. MVP is not best player in the world. And no. I don't like when even media types talk about it like it's supposed to be best player. It's, it's not, not supposed to be best player it's in the not. world. It's supposed to be valuable player. It has to do with how valuable you are to your team. You are kind of given an advantage in the MVP if your team is worse. If your supporting cast is worse. That's normal. That's kind of how it's supposed to be. And that might be unfair, but... Narrative. They don't want to give it to the same people. Like, Jordan. It's, Jordan. He didn't win every yeah, year. It, it's fine, yeah. And he was obviously the the best player for many years, most of his career. And so I'm fine with... I mean, I think it would allow MVP to be what it's supposed to be and then allow this um, best player in the world to, to us to finally definitively be able to say it because you proved it on the court will is there is there a situation where something like bam out of bio wins out (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't think so i don't i don't think so he'd have to go through lebron Kawhi, and Giannis. (laughs) i think it would be pretty hard and if he did do it would you then he deserves it mm. i mean if he t- if he could do it if you can go one on one against Giannis, Kawhi, and lebron and win and win who's going to say anything else i mean that's a cinderella story right there i'd just be like dude this guy's legit he won the skills contest and the <laughs> best player in the world <laughs> he's awesome this guy's uh, amazing okay so final answer would you rather keep the all-star game or change it to something else, Inclu- something like the one-on-one tournament. As it stands, I'd want to keep it. Hmm. I I didn't think I'd want to say that, but before before this All Star game, but man, that All Star game was really entertaining. There were a lot of takeaways from seeing the best players in the NBA play against each other at a high level. Probably, you know, it's not the highest level, obviously, but you don't you rarely see that in any sport. Right, mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl, you know, the MLB All Star. Like when all the best players in the world get together, you rarely see them compete at a high level. And so seeing that, man, it was very entertaining. And so I'm also I like with you. It. I'm also yeah. with you because basketball is a team sport, right? Ultimately, in the end, you have to show value in the five on five environment. That really right. is what showcases it. Um, I think this idea is better than All-Star Saturday, All-Star Friday. Uh, I think it's better than the in-season tournament that they're thinking about. Like, It's better right. than all of that, but it's not better than the current version of the fourth quarter of the All-Star game. Like, right. That will tell us more than this could, ultimately, yeah. in the end. Yeah, There's too many f- holes or flaws that this could expose. It's it, it would need to be tinkered and worked with to be able to manufacture the right rules to make sure that, you know, like watching Carl Anthony Towns like back down CP3 is not that fun. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not that fun. It's not that entertaining. I think I'd want to do King of the Court, Horse, and the chopped version of... Uh, dunk contest chopped dunk contest is going to be crucial yeah so i think that's what i'd want instead of what they have now 
get rid of the celebrity game. I guess you could keep the rising stars. You know, the pre-rising stars, maybe just have like, maybe even like celebrity horse. Mm. You know, or celebrities and NBA players playing horse. Mm. You know, and there's some kind of rules, you know, you can't dunk and stuff like that. But that would at least be more entertaining and it would be like it would give them and give them mics or something. You know what I mean? Like if they're celebrities, like let them talk because (laughs) that's really probably what they're better at than, you know, playing basketball. But maybe they have some skills. Maybe they can shoot. Right. So that would be interesting. It gives them a chance. And if somebody like, you know, Kevin Hart or whatever beats a real legitimate NBA player at a horse, that's something for them. You know, they'd be happy about that. Did you watch the uh, Rafa Fed and Bill Gates? Africa? Yeah, Africa. I didn't. I didn't watch it yet. I haven't watched it. That reminds. That idea reminds me of that, which was it was okay. The celebrity is tough. Like oh, so you know what I was gonna say actually about the celebrity game? Did you watch it? I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching a little bit of it, right? And between commercial breaks. They did this thing where Anthony Davis was there and he did like he threw a beanbag into a cornhole. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That like carnival game. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever like so they did rock, paper, scissor to have Anthony Davis do that for them. And then if he made one of them, the team that he did it for would get a f- four points. <laughs> Just would earn four points. Okay. And if he missed all three, the other team would get four points. And I was like, this is so stupid. Why are they doing this? I don't understand. There, It was like... The Pro Bowl no. is super stupid, but they have uh, some skill games that are interesting. That are cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw this year, but they had um, QB versus quarter- cornerback, where oh. a cornerback was like a goalie. And QBs had to throw into like small circles, small, big sure. to small circles. Big is one point, small is five points. Like, you know, uh-huh. and then cornerbacks would defend, like, based on yeah. like which way you're throwing. I thought that's yeah. interesting, right? Best that defenders versus yeah. best offensive player. Like, that's yeah. like creative, you know, and mm. could be fun to watch. And anything that adds an element to the rest of the season, right? Yeah. That's what I'm interested in. Sure. You know? So for a dunk contest, should they add like a defender? <laughs> I I that's my idea. <laughs> not not a defend like not a defender for everybody, but I think someone should have say like I want uh I want Rudy Gobert to try to block this. <laughs> just try And you go through the legs on him? And you, yeah, you or just like straight up just mash on him, right? <laughs> like that's gonna get a fifty. That would be awesome. Yeah. But imagine if you did like a 360 on him and he was trying to defend you. Yeah. That would be one of the most amazing. Oh, imagine if you just jumped over him. <laughs> While he's trying to block While he's jumping, trying to block you. They should have like a golden buzzer for like X Factor. <laughs> you, know, you just automatically advance. <laughs> Boom. And then the confetti comes down and the music plays. And it's all dramatic. Aaron Gordon's crying. Yeah, he's like, I dreamed about this moment. I've wanted this for so long. I got screwed over two years. They have to spend 30 minutes cleaning the cord of the confetti. <laughs> for the next guy. Yeah. They clean all the confetti up. 
This has gone off. That would be. That's what they should add. They should add a golden buzzer. This has gone off the rails. <laughs> okay. That was the 101 All-Star Tournament. We'll be back with our two for the road to close it out after this. All right. We are back with our two for the road. Joe, what is your one for the road? So I have a quick, um, completely trivial one for the road. It is Chaka Khan. Cliff, did you see the NBA All-Star Game National Anthem? I actually didn't see that. Well, let me tell you, you didn't miss much. Or maybe you missed a lot because it was terrible. And um, well, actually, I did this. I saw it on YouTube. And then I went to Related Links, and it was Fergie's National Anthem from last year. Did you see Fergie's? I did. Oh, my God. So I went to Fergie's, and I go down to the comments, and a lot of people's comments are like, you know, like if you came here after watching Shaka Khan's performance, and you're trying to decide which was worse. And there, there's like thousands of likes on those posts, because it wasn't, she didn't miss any lyrics. It wasn't like she was off. But she literally tried to do a run on every note of the Star Spangled Banner. Like, she was trying to do a run on every single note. I saw one person tweet, like, 10 seconds into it, uh, my my uh, five-year-old daughter said, Daddy, that's not, that, that's not how it goes. <laughs> because <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. It was like... like she was going off like from the beginning she's going off and just every single note she's doing that she's doing runs like all the way to the end to the point that when she ended she was like and the home of the and she so she went up the octave she's like you know like that right Uh And as soon as she said brave, all the players started breaking and walking away. But she kept going on for like another 20 seconds. She was like, like she kept going. Hmm. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Let me just say this, okay? For people who ever sing the national anthem for any reason, please just sing it regular. Just sing it the way that it's supposed to be sung. Just sing the regular lyrics. Just sing the regular notes and just do that. Do it powerfully. Do it on key. If you want to ad lib a little bit, do it at the end of the song and just do it a little bit and just hold out that last note. And I guarantee you, people will clap. People will cheer. Right? It's one of those things you just don't, you don't need to change it. It's already good the way that it is. Everybody already knows what it is. Everybody already knows what to expect. You know, to the Fergies and the Shaka Khans of the world, if you are ever doing a national anthem, just do it the way it's meant to be done. And I guarantee it will bring down the house. It has every single time that people have done it the normal way. That is my one for the road. Do you think they crash it intentionally to get the publicity because no one's talking about them otherwise? It is possible. I I do see how that's possible. But I don't think that's what you want. (laughs) I just got to be honest. You know, like I've seen people on Twitter and YouTube comment sections. Mm. They are not kind people, right? (laughs) And I understand if you're seeking attention, Mm -hmm. but that's not the kind of attention that you want. You don't want people calling you a joke or, you know, tone deaf, not literally tone deaf, but you're, you know, socially kind of like 
You don't want that. Just do it the right way and let people respect you. Look, she's a great singer, obviously. Mm-hmm. She was a, like her singing ability was great, but it was, oh gosh. I mean, I was trying to decide whether she was worse or Fergie was worse. Fergie was so weird. Like, it was, what was she really doing? weird. Hey, 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 hey. It was so weird. She was hitting such weird notes. <laughs> and she did it all weird. Like, yeah. she was being all weird, right? Yeah. And, like, it's the national anthem. <laughs> like, why are you trying to be. I don't know. Have, like, it a, was a remix of it? <laughs> you know what song needs a remix? The national anthem. <laughs> Some songs, you know, some speeches, like some things, they just don't need to be remixed. Just keep it the way it is. Keep the original. Just keep it the way it is. It's already good. It's just it's already amazing. It's just songs that don't need to be remixed, right? Like because no one needs it to be remixed. Like even like for example, like the wheels on the bus, right? It's just <laughs> no one cares, right? It's just it is what it is. That's the song. And if someone made a really good remix version, it wouldn't matter. No one would care. <laughs> it, it would have like. It, Why do we care? It, there's no. Why would we care? Th- 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 no one would care. So even yeah. if she like did it perfectly, no one would be like, "Oh, that's the way we should sing the national anthem from now on." <laughs> yeah, it's a losing battle. It is. It it is. It's it's high risk, low reward. Maybe maybe the NBA is a bunch of geniuses, and they know. That someone destroying the national anthem we'll before the game. We'll get them press. <laughs> we'll get them press, and it'll go viral. So maybe they're doing it on press. Maybe Adam Silver's like, hey, if you could not do it the regular way, if you could do it as different as possible, you know, we'd really appreciate that maybe. But I have a feeling it's just kind of people who do want it. I, I agree with you. I think it's people who want attention, and I don't think it's the kind of attention you want. So, All right. My one for the road is about the coronavirus. So the coronavirus oh. has taken up about 1,800 lives, and people are, like, super scared and panicked about the coronavirus. But if you didn't know, um, people that died from the flu in the U.S. alone in 2019 was 34,000. So you should be more scared right. about the flu than you should be about yes. this coronavirus, right? But so I, I did some research. I was just looking it up and I watched a video that was like, you know, how it feels to get the catch the coronavirus. I was like, oh, this is like super interesting. And there's a Chinese person that's video chatting with a, a reporter and he was talking about how he had this massive fever and this cough and this shortness of breath. And he uh, got quarantined and my temperature was like so high. And he had to rush to the hospital. Um, it, it was so severe. He felt like his lungs were being attacked and all this stuff, and I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. And then he was like, yeah, the only thing that helped me during this time was watching anime. And I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, anime really gave me the mental strength to persevere. And then I ate hot pot, and then I really wanted to go out, so I went to Yoshinoya, and I ate deviled beef rice. And then I went to fly to Japan. What? <laughs> Not done. <laughs> then I went to fly to Japan so I could see all of my favorite singers. <laughs> what? This was the video <laughs> of labeled this... how it feels to catch the coronavirus <laughs> by the Bloomberg Markets and Finance channel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is not real. This was real. 
in a two-minute video, only one minute was about the coronavirus, <laughs> and the other minute was just about his life. <laughs> and the comment Wait. I wrote in the comment section was, this video took a really strange turn once he got better. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I was laughing so much. The... <laughs> so I guess there was no pre-interview, huh? <laughs> or editing. <laughs> they just kind of jumped on there. <laughs> They're like, oh, we got to get this video out there right now. Have you looked at it? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. What does he talk about? I don't know. <laughs> the coronavirus. Like, see, here's the first minute of it. <laughs> that is very interesting. <laughs> well, I got to go find that video. <laughs> and, when, and that's how I feel about the celebrity game. <sighs> All right. I think that's it. That's about That about sums up this week. <laughs> so, everyone... Thanks, everyone, for listening to People's Pod. Go check out your anime. Go to Yoshinoya. Eat your hot pot. If you want. Live your life. Live your, live life. your life. There's a lot to live for. I, see I myself, I'm going to go to Japan and see all my favorite singers. Because <laughs> J-pop, you know that's where it's at. You know that's what I'm all about. Y'all. Because that's what you do after you get the girl. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> When I'm winding down <laughs> from a busy Sunday, put on some J-pop, eat hot put pot, put on my robe, eat hot pot, watch anime. put on some anime, one TV J-pop, one TV anime. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, and rate us, give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense if you didn't know. This is SPR with Slim and Joe. Peace. Peace. Zach Lowe, I know you're listening. How dare you? Call us. Let's hang out. <laughs> Please. Teach us. CJ Sama. <laughs> CJ. You're the podcast Sama. <laughs> you are the podcast Sama. We know. We it's bow so to you. So Don't steal. <laughs> Recruit us. We could be part of the, we could be part of the CJ McCollum podcast network. <laughs> Forget the ringer, they suck. Unless anybody from the ringer listens. <laughs> then you guys are awesome. Ringer Sama. <laughs> We're like freaking Kabuto, dude. We just follow. We are Kabuto. We just go whoever. We just follow. <laughs>
Whoever good. wants to help us out, yeah. <laughs> give us a shout out anywhere. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take I'll it. I'll take it, man. <laughs> uh. <laughs>